0: Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you and enjoy. In today's second reading, we hear St. Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, and he says these strange phrases. He He says, you became imitators of us and the Lord, and then you yourself became models for other people. And it's a phrase we used to hear a lot called role models, all right? All right, I remember growing up, and that was a big deal. You always heard about who are your role models, who are your heroes. And I remember as a little kid, Michael Jordan was everything to me. I remember being in the parking lots and or my driveway practicing basketball with my tongue sticking out, so I looked just like him. I had the 23 jersey. I mean, it was, he was on every wall of my home that I had any say over, all right? Michael Jordan was everything, And What did I do? I imitated him. I would practice the turnaround fadeaway jump shot all day long. I knew at an early age that I was five foot nine. I was going to be like five foot eight, five foot nine. There was no way I was going to be him, but boy did I try. Boy did I try, and it was great. It was wonderful. We all had role models, people we imitated. What's interesting now is you don't hear it talked about much anymore. You don't hear about role models and heroes Part of it is because of our constant insistence as a culture of total transparency. So people we once looked up to and in institutions that would give us heroes, we all of a sudden just realize, oh, they're flawed. They're not perfect, which was never the job of a role model, really. But nonetheless, we begin to shy away. And what we have now is kind of this kind of rugged individuality. In fact, the only time you hear people now talk about it is that I am my own model. I do my own thing. Young people here will know the phrase, you do you. Meaning it's like, don't listen to anyone else. You figure out what is authentic for you. And so anytime the idea of other people influencing you is ever brought up, it's always in a term of victimhood now. All of you do this, but I alone am the one who is standing on this. It's always defining ourselves against everyone. Where the gift of role models and heroes was that we accepted and acknowledged that other peoples form us and shape us. Now, this is incredibly biblical, mind you, right? Jesus shows up to show us what it means to be human. and He says, I only do what I see the Father doing. I only say what I hear the Father saying. So Jesus' whole life was imitating the Father. The second reading, as I said, we hear St. Paul saying, you became imitators of us and of the Lord. So St. Paul knew that the whole dynamic was to imitate others. In our great Christian tradition of 2,000 years, one of the most published books outside the Bible is entitled Imitation of Christ. Once again, fully acknowledging that boy, we imitate, we have role models. We're aspiring to be like others by trying to be like others. And that's a good thing. But not only is it biblical or Christian, it's also deeply human. All right, you and I weren't born into a field like Superman, and we sat alone in a room and figured ourselves out, and then we went out into the world and said, "Here I am." You were born, hopefully into the very life and love of a mom and dad. And you learned to be a person, not alone, but as your mom smiled at you and made those sounds. All right? And then as a baby, you came alive. And one day you learned to smile back. And then your mom went nuts. And then you were like, this is amazing as a kid. And you went back and forth with this. That's how you learned to be a person. I'm a gift. I'm a joy to others. Your whole identity was being born. How? In response and relationship. How did you and I learn to talk? All right. By people saying the word. You know, now most parents teach their kids a little sign language first. And so at the, you know, if they want more food, they do this, which means more. But the mom or dad are always like, more, more. And then eventually the kid's like, more, more, more. How do we learn language? By imitating. The the kid does not know the grammar, I want more, but will say the sentence, I want more. You learn subject, verb, object later on, but you enter into the game of language and life by imitating others. Also, the whole advertisement agency, the whole world of advertising is predicated on the fact that we are influenced by others. We like to think, no, no one influences me, I make my own decisions. Not true. We are not that rational. Whether it's your favorite TV show, or it's your favorite beer, or whatever, right? Corona does not make a rational claim that they're the best beer. They put a celebrity on a beach, and they look relaxed. And we all go, I want to feel that way. And we buy Corona. There's no rational arguments on why Corona is best. Right? And they wouldn't do it if it didn't work. We're influenceable, to put it that way. That's not a bad thing. But who are we being influenced by? The option is not, will I be influenced? It's who will I look to to be my models, my examples, my heroes, my role models. This is one of the main reasons, St. Thomas Aquinas teaches, that God took on flesh to begin with. Why? Because he knew that we are visible, physical creatures. We need to see and hear what it looks like to be fully alive. And so we read the Gospels. When you pray a rosary or read Scripture, with your imagination and the help of the Holy Spirit, you can see what Jesus is doing and how he would act. So one of the best ways to communicate the faith, then, is not just clear teachings, that's important, but to tell stories of people who have inspired you to pursue holiness, to want to be a disciple, to recognize who they are and to ask, am I even trying to imitate them? Or am I just a fan in the stand saying, yeah, that person's neat, but we don't do anything to try to be like them. So I want to tell two stories of two different people, two different states of life. One's a man and a priest, and one is a married woman with a few kids. I just want to say, like, like how they inspire me, that in many ways they are examples to me to show you how this works in our lives. Because if you're like, I don't think anyone influenced me. I'm my own person. I just gently say, there's probably some blinders there, right? Here's the way I know that's true is, you ever notice how fashion changes? Like trends wouldn't happen if people didn't start wearing different trends at different times or the colors of paints in people's rooms. Right, A few years ago, it was the grays. Now, it's, I think it's the tannish colors are back or whatever. These colors change, and then everyone, oh, yeah, yeah, I want to get that. It's not a rational argument about why a color matters, but it were influenced by others. Okay, so here's the two examples. First one, you know him well. He's come here several times. Father Damien Ferrence, the vicar of evangelization for our diocese. His first assignment was St. Mary's in Hudson, where I was helping out with Life Team. I got to know him really well, and he was captivating to me. The way he preached and spoke, what he read, his lifestyle, it seized me pretty quickly. And I found myself reading Flannery O'Connor and Pope John Paul II. Why? Well, not because I woke up one day and said, I think I need to read the Pope. This guy who was a role model to me, he read him. says, okay, I'm going to read him. I would start preaching like he preached when I early on when I was giving talks. Right. Why? Well, because I saw him do it. I saw how he did things. As I begin to imitate and learn from him, the Lord used that to draw me to other models of priesthood and other ways. And I began to find other people that brought out different aspects of who I am and who I want to be. But it wasn't alone in a closet figuring things out. It was very much living in relationship and imitating someone who spoke to me and made me come alive. The next one is, like I said, she's a married woman with a few kids. She herself has always been attentive to the kids. She's uh, a good wife and a good mother, moral, full of faith. She loves our Lord, but she always knew she needed some healing. She had some hurt and frustration in her heart. And what was always amazing to me is, although she was always attentive to the kids and always there, she made time every year or every so often, to do a book study at her parish or to go on a retreat so that she herself was always growing. Finally, after many years, she goes on a retreat that really set her free in a major way. And she came back and she started relating to her kids differently and to her husband. They weren't God to her. Their needs mattered. She wanted to still be a great hus- a great wife and a great mother. But she also realized I'm a person. I need some time. I need to do some things that I love and I'm interested in. And she began to try to put together what does it look like to be totally present to my husband and kids and yet also take care of my needs. And as she prayed and worked through this and talked to people, she realized God loved her just like he loved everyone else in her home and that she was allowed to have interests and needs and make some time. She didn't neglect anyone, But what she discovered was as she began to receive more prayer experiences, books, she would go out with friends more. As she began to do this, she became happier. She became more alive. And the gift she gave to her kids and spouse was even a richer gift. It wasn't a burnt-out, exhausted person saying, well, in the name of Jesus, I was a good wife and mother today. No, it was a person fully alive and joyful and kind And was able to meet the kids' needs with reason. Realizing that God alone meets all of our needs. These two people are incredibly inspiring to me. People that I try to imitate and think of often. There's more than them. And of course, as St. Paul says, it's not just people in our lives. It's also the Lord. But perhaps this week what we can do is name who it is that is your role model. Who inspires you? Who makes you want to look more like Jesus? Who makes you care about God and the church? Who's in your mind, your memory, or in your daily life that is your standard for, that's someone I want to be like? And then begin to ask, am I even imitating them at all? Or am I just saying, yeah, that's a good person, and then moving on? This is the way the Lord works. Jesus is alive, but his favorite way to capture us is through people who move our hearts, who speak to us, and we say, That's life. That's what I want to be like. And here's the good news. You can. You can become like them. You are meant to be a saint. God will never give up on you. And we're all going to eat and drink the very life of Jesus today in the Eucharist so that we can become the very life and beauty we see. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church Brexville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us.